welcome to the H Word. Um, today I am joined by my brother, Andrew. Hello, yes, it's true. She has a brother. I do have a little brother. Little, I'm I'm 23, but I am... <laughs> He's my baby, bro, my baby brother. I'm six foot two and 280 pounds. See, he's my little brother. I am the littlest brother you can imagine. And I am coming from... Uh, blah, blah. Sorry, people. I'm messing up my words here. I am in um, Egg Harbor with my brother. And um, you live here now. I do. Uh, in the beautiful boner of Wisconsin. <laughs> Door County. <laughs> it's on the peninsula. And uh, so, sorry you can hear a ticking clock, and if we sound kind of weird, it's because I'm in a hotel, and it's got a huge ceiling, so. The hotel's actually an old barn, so you might hear, like, animals coming through. Spirits. And... <laughs> Ghosts of the past. That clock is going to drive me crazy. So, um, what inspired you to get into theater? Um, I, I was a bad kid growing up on the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> And, uh, I... That is not true, by the way. It's a little true. I mean, I, when I was in middle school, I was one of the popular kids. And, uh... Were you? Yeah. No, I was. It was weird. I was, like, (laughs) the really popular kid's fat, funny friend. Oh, yes. Yep. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. I, kind of in the wrong crowd, kind of, you know, getting in trouble with the law a little bit like that. And when I got into high school, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get new friends. I gotta try to do better. Um... So I got some new friends, and they're like, hey, we're doing this play. Do you want to come audition for it? And I was like, sure, I'll do that. Uh, and then I auditioned, and I got in, and then I've been doing theater now for almost 10 years. So it's not a, it's not an awesome story. Um, I wouldn't make a movie about it. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Like, it wasn't like I was inspired by Tom Hanks, and then one day I met him, and he was like, follow your dreams, kid. It was, I, I just did it, and then I loved it, and I keep doing it. So. What was your first play? I don't remember. It was, um... The, I'm a I'm a bad sister. It was the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. <gasps> yes, that was funny. Yes, so, I like that one. Yeah, it's a really silly farcical run through of all of Shakespeare's major plays, but in a really dumb, shortened version. Um, I played the narrator. Uh, I came out into the audience and I yelled at people for not knowing enough about Shakespeare. It was funny, you know. It's I was a super like I just think the world of you. So I always thought that you should have every part. Like, he's like, I'm going out for this part, but then this dude got the part, and I was like, he sucks! He's the worst! You should have had every part. You should just play every part. The woman part, the guy... Dude, I'll just, yeah. You, well, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how many high schools will put on one actor shows. Well, they should. Um, with you starring in them. Here's 14-year-old Andrew, ready to do his one-man version of the vagina monologues <laughs> for everybody. I don't know. That's probably a good idea. I would watch it. Um, what degrees did you, um, get when you're in Augsburg? I don't remember. You had, you got like four degrees. Yeah, it's, they're, they're concentrations. So the way that the theater program broke down. They're constipated? Yes. I got a bunch of constipation degrees. (laughs) Um, I tried to hold my bowels tightly as much as I could for four years. And then they were like, great job guy. (laughs) What can you do with a constipation degree? Um, I think most people go right, like, immediately after getting their degree, they do internships at, like, XLAX. Um, they go right into the, the, what's that word when you put stuff in your butt? <laughs> a suppository? No, those, no, those are pills. I don't oh. think you can get a suppository <laughs> in your butt when you're constipated. Um, no, you can, and then I'll help you poop. No, I'm talking about, like, enemas. There like, you go, yep. okay. If you have a constipation, if you have a, a BA in constipation... 
you immediately get internships at enema facilities. Oh, okay, cool. Enema research labs. <laughs> awesome. And then that concludes our podcast. Great. So, Nailed it. No. <laughs> so, no, um, what degrees did you get? So the way that Augsburg kind of broke things down is that you, you could get a theater arts degree, but you could concentrate in different areas of it. So I have a double concentration in performance and directing dramaturgy playwriting. So that sounds like four degrees, but it's yeah. actually just a double concentrated major. Okay. Um, Augsburg was really great because it, inst- it, like, if you go to a conservatory program and you're like, I'm going to be an actor, then you just act and that's it. And then they throw you out into the real world and you're like, but I don't have any real skills. Whereas at Augsburg, if you wanted to be an actor, you would still have to do lights and costumes and sound and everything. So you always leave as a fully formed and well-rounded theater professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew early on that I wasn't going to go to Broadway. Like I wasn't going to... Well, to me, you were going to go to Broadway. I was like, he's going to Broadway. All those guys suck. Well, I, I mean, I knew a lot of You're people. You're going to play Hedwig. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the new one. We had um, Michael C. Hall uh, and then um, Neil Patrick Harris and then Andrew James. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a bigger bearded version of, yeah, of Hedwig. Fine. Yeah. I mean, they, Hedwig's all about transformation and exactly. stuff like that. So Why mean, couldn't it be a big bearded dude? Exactly. There's a little Hedwig in all of us is what I always say. I think so. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> Um, no, but I knew, I knew that I wasn't going to go, like, I wasn't going to go get an acting degree and then go to Broadway and do musical theater, because uh, that's not how that story goes. Usually, if you get into Broadway shows, it's because you had connections or you knew people and that kind of thing. It's very seldom that you're like, okay, now I'm moving to New York and I'm going to jump in and people are going to be like, oh, you're so great. We're going to throw you in our shows. Um, so I knew that I wanted to get something that was more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, I went the way that I did at Augsburg. And you can teach, right, with those degrees that you have? Kind of. Um, it depends on, on where you want to go. Usually, uh, if you've got your theater degree and you push it to, like, a master's, then you could teach, like, you could be a professor. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I wanted to teach high school, I'd have to do a secondary education program. Like, I'd okay. have to do a non, uh, like a non-education tract kind of thing to do that. Or I could teach at a private school if they would hire me, but... No one wants to hire you for their private school. No. I don't know if I want to work at a private school. For their private parts. Yes, um, you can teach theater to genitalia <laughs> um, with the degree that I have. We actually there was a whole class on that. It was theater of the theater oh. of the dong. Oh, yep. That sounds really great. Well, because I mean, theater was born from storytelling and then puppetry and stuff. And so you did the puppetry of your yeah. Uh, it's a genitalia. really it's a really great way to get back to the the roots of that. You dress your your genitalia up um, as you major. didn't invite me to this play. No, and I, I don't know if you would go. I don't think so. Okay, were you the star? Um, I dabbled. I okay. dabbled. I did. I had an understudy, um, so I wasn't there all the time. Um, <laughs> Ick. Yeah. What is your favorite musical? Um, I know it's hard to choose, but I okay. So I, whenever I answer like my favorite song or my favorite movie, I always do like of the moment kind of things. Okay. Um, I would say Hamilton, but that's. I mean, that's already like last year. It's, it was the big thing. And that's last so year. last year. I know. Like, oh my god. Um, if I wanted to be like every high school theater kid, I'd be like, oh, I love Dear Evan Hansen, um, which is the the new big musical that. I've never w- heard of it. It came and it swept the Tonys, and oh. it got a ton of. It's about a, a kid who um, he makes up that he was friends with this kid who committed suicide, mm-hmm. and then starts like profiting off of this kid's death pretty hardcore until i'm not going to spoil it but and i'm not doing a good job of describing it either it's all about being found and you know social outcasts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um 
But it, it's it's good. Uh, when I first watched it, I didn't like it because I was like, what a dick. This guy's he's getting a girlfriend and oh, all this I money. It. I think RuPaul and Michelle were talking about this on, on their podcast. Oh, this sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. And they said it was really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, I had to listen to it twice. Because <laughs> the second time around, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. This is better. But the first time, I was like, this is awful. Um, this guy's just... He shouldn't be as famous as he is for this other kid's death. Um... But if I were to go back and like say all time favorite, I always go back to Into the Woods. Into the Woods is fun, mm-hmm. but um, you can't guess my favorite musical. Hedwig. How did you know? Because um, you mention it every day. <laughs> every time we see you, do I mention it? Yeah, it's the new, you actually have a Hedwig tattoo. It's the full his whole face, and then the logo like the Neil Patrick Harris poster. Where did I get that? All your whole back. Oh, I don't remember doing that. Well, I don't know if anybody if you've put it online or not. I know that you have a number of tattoos. <laughs> I um, do want a Hedwig. Tattoo, actually. That's Hold no back. lie. Hold back. Um, what were you going to say before I said, what was my favorite? Oh, Into the Woods. Um, Which you were in, by the way, yes. in high school. Yep. I was. Um, I, I did two roles in Into the Woods. I yep. was Cinderella's Prince, then I understudied the baker. The ba- Shut your phone. You know what? This is a professional podcast, and your phone is going off. I know. It's Who my do wife. you think you are? It's my wife, <laughs> and I, I have to be like, hang on. Stop. I'm I'm busy. I'm doing professional things. I'm, I'm so I'm. I'm really important. I'm super important. <laughs> stop! Stop ringing me. Um. Yeah. I. I. Did you see the movie? We saw it together. Yes. <laughs> You're uh, not. You don't live by me anymore, so we can't go to our Christmas movies. No, that's right. I don't know. Um. You're in the Minneapolis area. Yes. I'm now in Door County. Six so. hours. No, five hours and thirty minutes from me. Yes, if you make good time. But we used to go to. Um, on Christmas, like we went to Les Mis and Into the Woods, and I thought we did something else the year before. I don't remember. I, I think you made that those me watch were the something. Big, I mean, we would go see whatever the big Christmas yeah. movie extravaganza. But now I don't have anybody. Yeah, now you live alone with your dog and your beard, and, <laughs> and now, I don't have the beard. My husband has the beard, right? But right. And um, did you like? Yeah, you like the movie. Yeah, I did. I did really like the movie. Um, me and my wife differ a lot on on the movie and, mm-hmm. and like the Les Mis movie and stuff like that too because Into the Woods is such a it's such a meta theatrical piece. I mean, it, it's about the fairy tales and that He has kind allergies, of everyone, in case you're... Yeah, if you can hear me like dripping. Rubbing his nose. I'm draining. I actually have a cup that I'm just draining. <laughs> not, no, that's not it. Um, no, but uh, it's a very meta theatrical musical and it... it it is so inherently supposed to be on the stage. But I like what they did with the, the movie. I felt like they took the elements of it that, that worked really well as a stage and they, uh, as a stage play, and then they, they tr- transformed them into something that was better for a movie. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I always go to like Deadpool as the example, the Deadpool movie. They changed a lot about... The Deadpool musical? The Deadpool, yeah, Deadpool the musical is actually my <laughs> next... That's the work that I'm doing right now. Um, no, but the the movie of Deadpool, they took a lot of what Deadpool had as a comic book character, mm-hmm. and they changed it, but they changed it to fit if Deadpool was a movie character, and I think that the Into the Woods movie did a lot of the same. Yeah, I liked Deadpool also. Deadpool's a good movie. It was fun. What's your favorite play? Not a musical, but a play. Okay. The Vagina um, Monologues. The Vagina Monologues. Um, I don't know if that's so much a play as it is just... <laughs> a monologue? Um, yeah, well, <laughs> a series of vignettes. Um, I don't know. I'm drawn to, I don't know if I have a particularly favorite play, but I'm drawn to 
like these farce. Okay, you know what? I, I do have one that I, I really enjoy. Um, I think it was called New Fish. Okay. Or Big Fish. I think it's Big Fish. Well, Big Fish, I think, is a movie. Yeah, but I think it's a play, too. I don't know. It was something about fishing. And, like, the first act is these, like, a series of vignettes of these two ice fishers who are... There's two oh. ice fishermen. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it is new. Okay. Yeah, it... I thought I, heard, I, thought I remember Rue talking about it with Michelle. Big Fish is the... Isn't that the the movie where the with you and McGregor he tells the stories <laughs> yeah. yeah to his kid no this is I think it was called New, Nice Fish it was called Nice okay. Fish okay okay um, maybe it was called it was called Great Fish <laughs> it's called Everybody's Fishing Gone Fishing Gone Fishing it was called Grumpy Big, Old Men Gone Fishing it was called Grumpy Old Men um, no but Nice Fish it, it's a series of vignettes of these ice fishermen and it's very like it's very like. Midwest kind of humor. Okay. Um, and it's funny, and you're watching it like, oh, this is pleasant. It's very cute. Well, all of a sudden, there's like a, a shooting star, and they talk about the shooting star, and it lands really close to him. And it's like this weird <clears throat> shirtless Viking alien who's come down. And he's brought his like gang of. <clears throat> Of like sexy Viking mistresses, it's just, it's really weird, and this is like the end of Act One. This sounds amazing. And then Act Two picks up, and it's like these fishermen meeting this like alien. I don't know if they're aliens or if they're like Norse gods. Like it's it's really bizarre. I was gonna make a joke that they the star fell and it was aliens, but it was real. Yes, yes. You couldn't make jokes. No, it it's just really. <clears throat> It's this really bizarre thing that starts in such a mundane, normal scenario and then gets really weird and then from like the second act onward just gets super weird. Like, And I'm not going to spoil anything, but by the end they just start doing this really absurdist stuff where they're not fishermen, they're like writers for like a, a major television network or like they're producers for something and they take okay. off their ice fishing gear and they've got suits underneath and then they take those suits off, and they're an old man and an old woman. And then they get on giant hooks and float into the sky. <laughs> wow! Yep, giant fishing hooks. It was amazing. <laughs> Where did you see this? I saw it at the at the Guthrie. Um, I think that they debuted at the Guthrie, but then okay. I actually saw it off Broadway. I didn't see it the second time, but I saw advertisements for it off Broadway when we were on our honeymoon. Oh, okay. So it went all. Not the way when we were on our honeymoon. Yeah, when you and I were on our honeymoon, <laughs> our brother and sister honeymoon. Can we have? Yes, we can have a sibling honeymoon. That sounds just, fun. I think they call it a vacation. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Not a honeymoon? Right. Okay, that's fine. We, we still have all of like the honeymoon aesthetics, but we don't do any of the honeymoon activities. Okay, so, so we're we not... have like the bed with the rose petals and that kind of stuff, but then we just brush the rose petals off and we sleep in separate beds. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I can do that. I can, I can do that. What is um, a favorite song from musical? Like, do you have a favorite song or songs? Um, I, I'm super white, so I won't say any of Hamilton stuff, <laughs> even though I totally get down with Hamilton stuff. Um, I, I'm really drawn to the, the Beauty and the Beast music, the stuff that Alan Menken did for mm. the, the Broadway version of that. Mm -hmm. Um, did you see the new Beauty and the Beast movie? No, um, I was actually going to watch it last weekend, but it wasn't for rent yet. It's good. It's really good. Um. One of the things that they did in the musical is they gave the Beast a song. Like, he sings a little bit in one of them, but then he has his own song. And mm -hmm. it's called If I Can't Love Her. And I've, I've sung this song a ton for auditions. Mm -hmm. And it's this really kind of great song about, like, what am I going to do? I'm this big, scary beast. And if I can't love her, if she can't love me, then then this is it. Like, I have, I have That's no... That's very much you. 
You're a big scary beast. I'm a big scary beast. <laughs> I am. Um, I am the most threatening looking person. I think so. Yeah, I'm with my soft edges and my my love of hats. With your baby face. My baby face and my big glasses. I'm very intimidating. Um, but for the movie, they they cut that song, but they replaced it with another song called Evermore, and that song is really great too. Um, just all of the Beauty and the Beast stuff is, is really great. Josh Gad does a really great job as Lefou in it and singing that kind of stuff. Ewan McGregor does a good job as Lumiere. Did you not like the girl Emma Watson? Is I. That- because people didn't like her as Belle and they didn't like her singing. Right. My problem with Emma is that she she has a great alto voice. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, Victoria, my wife, said is it's great to see, to have like a role model, like a musical role model that's an alto because so often in musicals you have these great soprano parts and nothing really great for a lower voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Watson has a really great alto voice in the show, but she you can tell that she... of probably all of the the actors is the most heavily studio like she's the most fixed in post it okay. you can tell that there's definitely been a lot of work done on her voice which kind of takes you out of it but Belle really doesn't sing much past the first two or three songs oh, okay. so you kind of forget oh, all right. and and you start to just enjoy emma as an actor more than as a singer okay so she doesn't take me out of the experience or anything like that it's just i think of all the vocal performances she might have been the weakest Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, my favorite song is anything from Hedwig. I don't know if you've ever heard of Hedwig, but uh, I think <laughs> I think Hedwig's the only show you've seen. Is that... I have not. I have been to New York and seen many Broadway. I saw Hedwig. I saw a community theater version of Hedwig. I saw it on Broadway. <laughs> That's two versions. Okay, I love Hedwig. Okay, it's no people by now are gonna know that I love Hedwig and Patrick Swayze. Okay. Those are the things I love most if, in this world. Did you hear that Patrick Swayze is coming back to do the next Hedwig? He's doing Hedwig. <laughs> in heaven? And Hedwig tour, in heaven. Yeah. Hedwig, uh, Hedwig 2. The heaven years. <laughs> I'll watch it. I don't even care. Um, I also love Defying Gravity from Wicked. Mm-hmm. And then that one song from Les Mis. Of course. <laughs> the, that one. the one. You know um, the one. The one that made you cry when Anne Hathaway sang it all yeah, in one Yeah, that one. Yep. That's the one. Um, and what is it called again? It is called... I dreamed a dream. I dreamed I dream, a dream. There it is. If you could play any character in a play, you could be any character. Who would it be? You're, you're the role that you're like, this is it. That's the role I want. Uh, Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll go back. Into the Woods is definitely up there, but I think maybe... The Baker, right? You yes. want to be the Baker? Well, I, I was the Baker. I understudied the Baker. Yeah, no, part. if you could play it on Broadway, though, you'd want to be. Right. Or would um, you want to be the wolf's penis? Yes. I will just be the wolf's penis. I'll, I'll be the puppeteer, so I'll be in all black, and I'll You'll just, just be have, doing. It'll be a little marionette <laughs> penis, and it'll be very awkward for the wolf to move around with me, also on stage with him. It'll be like the Lion King, except very focused and very inappropriate. Um, no, but Little Shop of Horrors is definitely up there. It's one of my favorite ones. I would um, like to see that on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so fun. Um, but they're not doing that right now, are they? Nope. They need to. Um, Seymour's such a great character. He He's this like really sweet, sincere kind of guy. And, and one of the things that we talked about is like, if we if we were to do it, um, if, or if I were to do it with very limited means, so a, a limited production with maybe not as much of the full band or the costumes and stuff like that, how could we alter it to, to really fulfill that kind of more honest, intimate I'll play idea? Audrey too. You can, yes, you'll be the puppet. Yep. Um, you don't need much makeup. I'm about a, that size. There was a production that did 
Audrey, instead of having a puppet for Audrey 2, it was the guy who was doing the voice was in like a plant costume. Not okay. like, he didn't look like a mascot. Right. But it was this cool like <clears throat> He just had a plant head. You <laughs> just watch around. Yeah, he just, he, <laughs> had, he had a picture of Audrey 2 on a stick. <laughs> he just put it in front of his face. Yep. No, um, he, he, like, he like sat on the pot. And he had this like great kind of like on per- a pot or the he sat the smoking toilet. no yeah he sat on the toilet he sat smoking pot <laughs> the whole show it was a very weird version um, no but he was wearing like this great like green and purple suit with vines and stuff all oh, over okay. it and then the the three um, duop singers they were also dressed up like plants and oh. they the four of them all created is that the one that you saw at lyric arts no um, it. I never saw this. This is one that I, I've heard of. Oh, okay. Um, but they all, four of them together, created the plant like with their oh, bodies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that we thought about if, like, if we were to do it in kind of a, a broken down version, it's like, what if, what if Audrey Two really can't talk? Like Seymour can't hear Audrey Two. Like Audrey Two is not this like actual alien thing. Mm-hmm. What if it's just Seymour's psychotic breakdown? <laughs> like he's just hearing voices in his own head but he's like it's the plant the plant's telling me that i gotta kill people and then he's just killing people and feeding them to the plant oh i like that yeah and it gets it gets do you think that would take people way too out of it though because they're such hard like diehard cult fans of it that they'd be like this isn't it and they kick chairs over i don't know and then they throw shit i think yes um most theater audiences do get really (laughs) rowdy and throw things and burn down the theater if they don't like it this isn't it you're ruining it i i don't know i know I'm of the Boo! ideology that theater is interpretive. So unless a show is being billed as like, my fair lady, then do what you want with it. I mean, and there are copyright laws, so you can't just change anything that you want to. But as far as like Shakespeare and Moliere and Chekhov and classic stuff that the mm-hmm. copyright laws expired on, you can do whatever you well, want Well, I don't to think those. Little Shop of Horrors is any of those. No. <laughs> no. I don't think that, I don't think Shakespeare wrote that one. Yes, Shakespeare's Little Shop of Horrors. It was the only <laughs> musical that Shakespeare wrote. Um, it was set. In, it's amazing. Yes, it, he wrote it, and it was set in New York on Skid Row. Shakespeare <laughs> down so, on ski. So ahead of his time. So ahead of his. Do time. you remember that part? We laugh every time. Yeah, where um, <clears throat> like the DVD would skip, or we would pause no, it. No, it's just that guy. Oh, that's yeah, all he's he saying. Just that. Skid, yep. He just go down on ski. And it would just go to the just next to person. The next and you were like, I remember you going, Man, that guy probably thought, this is it. This is my big moment, big moment in front of the camera. Like he probably would, he said the whole line and yep. it was this beautiful. Like, and he's like, oh, I got FaceTime, mom. You got to yep. see me on the big screen. But then something tragic happened in the background. So they cut <laughs> away from it. Like yep. he came out, he stood. Because it is a very dramatic moment where he yeah. stands up and he's like, down on. And then all of a sudden, like somebody tripped and threw a baby in the air on accident. And they're like, oh, we got to cut away from that. <laughs> And that guy was like, oh, that oh, been, That could have been my. That, that was my, my moment. Moment. I could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. <clears throat> that was a really good Marlon Brando. <laughs> I don't know if your audience knows this, but you you do the best Marlon Brando impression. I, you know what? You and Craig make fun of my impressions all the time, and I'm really good at some. Marlon Brando being the prime example. It could have been a good. <laughs> They make fun of my noises when I make animal noises, and um, I think I'm really good at animal noises. There's a, a game that I like to play with Victoria where I, I say, um, 
what kind of noise does this animal make? And I'll have her try it. And it's amazing how wrong she is so many times. Like, here, what noise does a koala make? I have no idea. Go ahead, just make the noise that you think a koala might make. Well, I know I saw a video of a koala once and it went, <laughs> and it screamed. Yeah, I think your, your, first, your first impression is like, oh, koalas are cute. They probably make like a little like, Meh, like a cute little voice. They go, <laughs> they're awful. They're so gross. Like, I, the same thing with deers. Like, I asked Victoria, like, what kind of noise does a deer make? And she was like, I don't know, like a, meh, meh. And I was like, nope, they go, <laughs> And I'm, I'm starting to sense a pattern here where you think every animal goes, bleh. Every animal does, though. It's like, there's so many misconceptions. What about that a turtle? Have. Turtles, have you seen videos of turtles fucking? Yes. That's my <laughs> favorite like, thing. <laughs> yep, it's just breathy. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, my God. Mom? What? Shush. Seriously, people? This is what happened. We're trying to... I'm keeping this in here, too. I'm keeping in this interruption. We're actually filming at a coffee shop in New York. I don't know why we decided that this was the best place to do it. (laughs) Your drink's up over here. Yeah. Yeah, A good... Again, a good... I'm drinking over here. Where's my coffee over here? Hey! Yeah, there you go. That's that's how all New York people sound. I that's it. That. I'm walking here. Um, my other favorite uh, animal misconception is um, otters. Yeah. You think? Otters, do they go? Bleh. No, they don't. They do something much worse. Um, so you think otters are cute? They hold hands. Yeah. They swim on their back. They're very sweet. Um, they rape baby seals to death. Is another thing that they do. Is this what they really do? That's a real thing. Oh, that's because not very nice. Here's the thing. In, in otter mating, ot- male otters will hold the female otters underwater. And a, a lot of times they'll die while they're... No wonder otters are dying off. They're yeah. like, there's otters dying off. There's... These baby otters have been orphaned. Well, now we know. There's whole groups. Because the men are drowning them. Right, there's whole groups that are it's edu- sex education for otters where they go in and teach the males, like, no, don't put their heads underwater. <laughs> Caress their heads <laughs> from behind. Well, no, because um, male. There's, I think there's like there's not a lot of female otters, or because they kill them. Well, well, you might think that, but the the male otters then get really sexually frustrated, and then they go rape baby seals to death. They hold them underwater until they die. That's awful. And then they keep raping their dead bodies for way too long. That's awful. That's my favorite animal fact. Well, isn't that a nice fact about nice, otters? That's a good fact that we brought to the show today, people. And here's the thing: if you're listening to this and you're like, "No way, otters are the cutest," look it up, and then you'll never, you'll never look at <laughs> Next otters. Next time you the see an otter, way. you'll flick it off and go, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. That's why they hold hands too. You might think that it's it's nice and sweet and, and consensual, but if you look, the male otter is actually holding the female otter's wrist. <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> All right, um, back on track from otter rapes. I thought that that's what this podcast was <clears throat> no, about. No, we didn't want to know the harsh reality of the animal kingdom. Thank you, <laughs> I thought that girl. That's what, I thought that's what you explored. <clears throat> it's a really heavy-hitting podcast. This, about... was, this took me down. It's funny because I actually read something about that too, but that was just sad to imagine because now it's in my mind, and I don't like it. So your next question is going to be like, so theatrically... I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about otters. I'm sorry, I can't get get otter rape out of my head. That's awful. Tell me about your theater company. Okay, yeah, so um, do you want like the the fun story or the kind of sad story? 
There's a sad story? Yeah, there's a kind of sad story. So, I... Is it... Were you held underwater? Yes. And raped by an otter? Yep. I was. Oh. No, that, it's actually... The, the theater company is called Otter Theater Company. <laughs> and um, that's our logo, is me being held underwater by an otter. Um, no, but, okay, so... When I, when I graduated, I, I figured that I could either continue with the, the networking opportunities that I had and the connections that I had made and, and start jumping in and doing work mm-hmm. in the Twin Cities, or I could move somewhere like Door County, which is a really great kind of small arts community, and I could just try to have a theater company there. Instead of being like, here's my theater company, I'm going to do fringe shows every summer. I was like, I'm going to go and try to have a theater company in a place where, you know, theaters, the, I'm a medium-sized fish in a medium-sized pond. You know what I mean? I wouldn't Instead say you're medium-sized at all. I'm a, I'm a large fish, but I'm not, <laughs> I don't think the metaphors cross. Oh, okay. I'm a chubby fish in a, <laughs> in a medium-sized pond. Um, but yeah, I wanted to do that. And then me and my wife decided that as soon as we graduated, we were going to get married, and then we were going to open this theater company up, and we were going to go for it. And then last year, right around Easter time, um, roll back up. In February, I started getting really bad headaches, and I was like, I've got migraines. Uh, I'm going to get a bunch of like Excedrin and just kill this because I was working on something for two weeks, and I had to devote my time to it. So I was treating it like I was getting migraines. Um, went to the emergency room, and they were like, oh, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely migraine. So they gave me steroids and stuff like that. Um, didn't get any better. Went to the doctor again, and he was like, well, maybe it's cluster migraines. Like, maybe it's a bunch of little migraines all the time. A good thing it wasn't the cluster fucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my head Those hurts. are worse. My head hurts, and he was like, you have the cluster fucks. <laughs> and I was like, is that a medical term? And he was like, absolutely. It is. Um, so I did that, and then still nothing really getting better. Then around Easter, um, I started hallucinating and like. You shouldn't I, have ate the, that burrito. I know, no. I, from the gas station. On Easter time, all, we, we got those little like plastic eggs that you put like money or, or mm-hmm. candy in, and we put um, mushrooms in <laughs> I was doing that and I was hallucinating. <laughs> um, no, but I started hallucinating, and then we went to the, the emergency room, and they were like, uh, Your brain is broken. Mm-hmm. Your brain exploded, and we have to give you a whole new brain. Yeah, and so whose brain is this? Um, Little Timmy's. Somebody smarter than I'm. I'm much smarter than I was before. Um, no, but I had I, my brain had hemorrhaged at it's some called, point. Yeah, a brain aneurysm. I didn't have an aneurysm. I thought it was. They decided it was an aneurysm in the no, end. It, it no, it was just a hemorrhage, um, and we don't know where it came from. We I, there was no like traumatic experience. I didn't bump my head or anything like. It's probably that. when you fell down the stairs when you were a little baby. Yeah, it just took twenty three years to <clears> for <throat> this. I had blood on my brain the whole time. You did. Uh, no, but I, I had this hemorrhage, and then they were like, "You have to go into surgery." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Can we wait till I get back home?" Because I was in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, eight hours from where I lived in Minneapolis. And I was like, "Can I wait till I get home and do it?" And they're like, "No, no, because you're no, gonna you die. You'll die if you wait." Yeah, so you're like, like okay. ba- basically dead, anyways. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I would. No, I died. Um, and I'm. This is your first ghost podcast. <laughs> All this time. It's like the sixth sense. I know. I think that you're just, but you've been dead this whole time. This whole podcast is just you talking. But no, no one's going to hear anything back. Yep, it's just me talking back. and laughing. Good. Um, 
so they're like you got to do it now and i was like okay well what are the odds like am i is this a cool thing and they're like yeah you'll probably survive it's, probably yeah it should be fine probs and they were like we've you know we're gonna put you under in like 20 minutes and then we'll be we'll do the surgery yeah so i didn't have a lot of time to think about it i was just like okay i'm gonna go to sleep and then if i wake up i wake up and if i don't then i won't know so i guess i'm, I'm fine with it so they took me in and they put me under and I woke up and the first thing I asked was if I was still handsome because <laughs> they shaved half my head yep. to get in. I was like, do I look really cool? <laughs> and they were like, you look really cool. Um, also, we gave you a catheter. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I woke up from that and the, the recovery and everything was, was really quick and easy and painless. But I didn't have like patience anymore. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I woke up and I was like, okay, so I've been waiting my whole life to finish school, to go to college, to, to jump out into the real world and, like, live, to be an adult and have, you know, a house and a family and do all that stuff. You wait for so long to jump into that. And then it's like, I could have died right before that. Like, it, it could have been for nothing. Like, mm -hmm. it could have been like, okay. So I woke up and I was like, I'm going to do this now. I'm not going to wait five years. I'm going to jump in and do it. So we... We wrote our first show, we came up with our name, and three weeks later we premiered our first show um, at Augsburg in the in the mm -hmm. theater there. Which was funny. It was called <clears throat> The Shoe Fits. It was all based on... I liked on... it. You should do it here. We're going to. Oh, good. Yeah, we're going to do it as a fundraiser. So we'll do it for one or two nights and people can pay what they want. Um, it was a show about when I worked at Clark's Shoes in Mall of America. Mm -hmm. um, and just the completely ridiculous customer interactions that I had, um, all based on true stories dramatized of course yeah. but like one of them that i think people come up to me and they're like were those all real stories what about the one with the girl i'm like yep that happened uh we had these two women who came into clark's and they're wearing these like really skimpy like club dresses with no bras and they were like let's we're just gonna try on high heels and stuff so i brought them out a bunch of shoes and then i put them down on the floor for them to try in and they were like would you mind like would you mind getting down and you know helping me put the shoe on and i was like okay so i got down on my knees and she lifted her leg up to have me put the shoe on and she was not wearing any underwear and i made the mistake <laughs> of making eye contact with her and she gave me a very knowing glance and I was like, okay, this is what they're doing. This is how they're spending their Wednesday afternoon. That's how I spend my Wednesday afternoons. Well, and it was funny, too, because there was this, like, older, not older, but, like, there was this um, maybe woman in her late 20s mm -hmm. who was the first one to do it. And then, like, her younger friend did it afterwards. Like, she was training her. Like, mm -hmm. she had been like, oh, my God, Betsy. Uh, Betsy's a, a current. People yeah. use Betsy. Yeah, Betsy's, yeah, Betsy's a, current. a current name. She's like, oh, my God, Betsy. I do this thing. You're going to love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> Let's go to the mall and show people at Clark's our vaginas. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I wrote stuff like that into the show. And it, it's amazing the kind of weird interactions you have when you work retail. Um, so that was the first show, mm -hmm. um, and then we set to work over the winter creating a season for this summer, and now our first show actually debuts next Wednesday. Yep. So. And it's called? It's called The Bear. We didn't write it. It's a Chekhov piece. Um, Chekhov was a very serious playwright. He wrote um, really sad, tragic stories, um, like Uncle Vanya and the Cherry Orchard and stuff, these these really... About a guy who fucks cherry trees? Yes. That, that I was, read that. That was Chekhov's most famous piece. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, it was called The Cherry Orchard Fucker. <laughs> um, 
but he, he was this very serious playwright and then while he was alive nobody liked his serious stuff like he he only had like one friend who put his shows on and people didn't like it but he wrote this really stupid 30 minute show called the bear and everybody loved it and everybody bought it and in his lifetime it made the most royalties for him so he was like come on I'm the, I'm a serious I'm playwright. I'm important and nobody serious li- and deep. Right. Nobody likes my my deep shows. They just <laughs> like this stupid thing that I wrote for money. So we're doing that. We're doing it very much in that way of like, this is Chekhov, but it's the stupidest thing Chekhov ever made. It's 30 minutes long? About that, yeah. Cool. Um, and what's your theater company called? It's called Open Door Theater Company. Um <laughs> My shameless plug is opendoortheatercompany.com. It's theater, E-R, not R-E. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash opendoortc. Um, you can follow along with all of our antics. And we're, we're doing a lot of like mixed media marketing and stuff like that. So we'll have YouTube videos and pictures and stuff. So even if you're not in the area, you can still see some of the stuff that we're doing. Um, one of the things that we're doing for the Bears, we're taking these really like vintage-style portraits yeah, of us. Um, and, and putting those up as like, look at these old pictures of these characters <laughs> from this show and how silly they look. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> there we go. Sorry. You and I, we suffer from allergies really bad. So I have allergies, he has allergies. So I'm like, <clears throat> through this whole I, podcast. I have allergies that are, are like manageable. Mm-hmm. I feel like we talk about this a lot. Like every ailment that you have is life threatening. <laughs> Shut up. Like, That's not true. Like, if I get a sunburn, I'm like, oh, man, I got a sunburn. It hurts for a couple of days. But if Heather walks out into the sun, <laughs> even for a moment, she's like, it's like I can feel my head swelling. <laughs> it d- okay, look, I have a sun allergy, and I get outside, and I get migraines and eye strains from the sun, and I get patchy itches all over. I can't help that. There's a lot of times that we'll go out like shopping or something and we'll be like, oh, I didn't wear the right shoes. I can't hear. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> um, what's the play that you're doing at the end of the month? Oh, the, or the end of the summer. Yeah, the end of the season play. It's called Blue Material. Um, it's the world premiere of a show that I wrote. Is um, it about porn? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, it's called Pink Material. <laughs> Well, blue is the, you know, what people call, like, naughty stuff. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, It's about um, vaudeville and realism in in the Great Depression. So, you're right, blue material stems from this idea that, like, in the vaudeville circuit, there was, um, you you, you had to put on very wholesome acts. Like, Mm -hmm. your your productions and and the the acts that you had in there had to be family-friendly because vaudeville was billed as, like, this night out for the family. It was entertainment for everybody. But after hours? No. 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 There was no... okay. There (laughs) There wasn't a vaudeville after dark. (laughs) There there wasn't a vaudeville after dark? No. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, it was was the same thing, but everyone was naked. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Um, There wasn't, like, the, the dark blue side of the vaudeville. No, um... Were they, like, like, you know, the ladies... Or they had, you had to know the password to get in? Well, there were a lot of, of acts that tried to push the envelope and do things that were a little bit more suggestive. But then acts that, you know, were, that crossed the line or that the, the vaudeville um, producers didn't think was family-friendly, they would get these envelopes that were on blue paper. They were called, like, blue envelopes, or they, they had notes about, like, modesty notes. So mm-hmm. here's what your act is, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and that kind of thing. Um, so... I, the the play came to me, the play came to me in a dream. <laughs> um, 
You know how like when you have an like a dream and you wake up and you're like, oh my god, that was such a good idea. Yeah. And then like 15 minutes later, you think about it again. And you're like, that wasn't a good idea at all. That Never. was really stupid. All of my dreams are good ideas. All of them. Yep. Well, like when you wake up, every single one of them. You wake up and you're like, oh my god, I had this amazing idea for a fantasy novel, and it's got you know like you know those gnome like gnomes, not like gnomes like fantasy gnomes, but the the gnomes with the big hair like the toy trolls. Trolls. Yeah, yeah. it's those. But they're a fantasy race of warriors. That sounds cool. And they fly. And then you, you keep thinking about it and you're like, this is really stupid. This Are you sure? Good. Um, no, that, that's actually... That should be your next play. Yeah, I'm actually pitching that to Universal. <laughs> um, no, but I, I had this idea about like being this like vaudeville star and then being asked to be in a super serious dramatic... Pe- yeah, oh. it was vaudeville porn. Um, to be in this super serious dramatic piece and like... How would I cope with that? Like coming out and being like, I'm this big actor. And they're all like, our life really sucks. Like method actors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I came, I, I started researching vaudeville and, and, and that kind of thing. And the, the thing that was so shocking to me and, and the reason why I wrote the show is because like vaudeville was the popular form of entertainment before film came out. Mm-hmm. So like... Up until the the late 1920s, vaudeville was the thing that you did for entertainment. There weren't movies or... Was it entertainment? Yes. <laughs> you, I think that you're... I think that when you think vaudeville, you think like like porn houses. Like taints. <laughs> entertainment. Entertainment. Welcome to the Two Taint Show. <laughs> um... But it was it was the the thing that you would do, and then um, the like nineteen twenty nine hit and the Great Depression, the stock market crash. Vaudeville dies right after that, so mm-hmm. right after the Great Depression, vaudeville goes away almost completely, and the new form of American theater is realism. So Chekhov, Moliere, this kind of like dark, sad, dramatic tragic works those kind of things are what gets more interesting and like the birth of the method like marlon brando started in vaudeville could have been the contender yeah no you actually were a vaudeville star you yes. did marlon brando was doing vaudeville and then you were doing marlon <laughs> and, brando yep and i'm method acting right now yes um marlon brando got to start in vaudeville and then he learned the method um from a group of people who learned the the method from stanislavski who created it oh okay um so we moved into this like really dark kind of tragic form of theater is like art that's the theater that we go see Mm -hmm. and i was like why why are people in the great depression drawn to these really tragic stories you'd think it'd be the other way around everybody's drawn to tragedy but you'd think that like when life sucked so bad that they'd want to go and get away from it all they'd want to go see vaudeville but they didn't. Vaudeville mm. died and people started going to see these tragic shows. So that was like the big question that I set out to answer in writing this. And it of all of the shows that we're doing, this is probably the closest to a more traditional play, like a well-made is play. Is this going to be a musical? Yes, it'll be a musical. <laughs> um, it's just, it's five actors and no instruments and no songs. It's a new musical. <laughs> um but yeah, that's the that's the kind of story or the question that I'm trying to answer through this thing. And there there will be there's a lot of humor in it, and is it humor or humor? Humor, yeah. It's okay. Everything theatrical has to have the oh yeah. oh you are humor yeah. humor. It's a humorous actoral debut. <laughs> debut. It's called Blue Material. 
<laughs> well, that's awesome and exciting. Yeah. Um, do you miss living in the cities? I, you know, it's interesting. Because you miss me. Yes. I Most miss, of all. I miss living in your house. Duh. Who wouldn't? Uh, I, I did spend a summer on your floor. You did. I did. It was an air mattress. It wasn't like I yeah, pushed you down the stairs and was like, sleep on the floor. Here's the your apple. Mat- the air mattress did deflate every single night. Did it? Yes. Oh, we never went and got you a new one? Never got a new Eh, one. Oh, well, you're fine. And then when... You're tougher for it. No, I needed to borrow the air mattress at one point, and you gave it to me, and it was still the same deflating one. (laughs) So I finally got rid of it and got a new one. Well, you know what? What do you want for $10? Um, No, you know, I miss the convenience of the city. Mm -hmm. Um, If if you've never heard of Door County, it's, it's the peninsula of Wisconsin. And once you get past... Like Green Bay, there's really not a lot of commercialism anymore. No. So there's one Walmart, one Target, a McDonald's, a couple fast food places in Sturgeon Bay, which is about 20 minutes from where I live. Um, but then north of it, it's there's nothing like no. that. It's all mom and pop shops and small business and, and that kind of a stuff. A lot of unincorporated yep. places. Yep. Um, it's it's beautiful up here. It's very it's very natural and everybody up here is very eco-friendly there's a ton of like water view stuff and the bluffs are beautiful i miss the convenience of it and i miss like pizza delivery like we don't have delivery or anything like that but you have DiGiorno's. yeah the it's not delivery <laughs> it's DiGiorno's. and that's fine right um but i like i miss the the convenience but i don't i don't miss and I, and I miss my friends. Like, I miss being close to people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's so much that's interesting about living in such a small community up here. I mean, Door County takes in tens of thousands of visitors and tourists every year. So it's really, really busy and super full in the summers. But then in the winters, it's a really great time to just kind of meet the locals and relax and work on your next season stuff. Like, so, nothing is open in the winter. Nothing's open in the winter, and nothing's open past 5 p.m. here. Yeah. It, it's like, people are still awake after 5 p.m. Why is there anything open till like, 9? Right. Um, it. You get to know everybody, though. Like, in the cities, I knew some people. And, like, in the theater community in the Twin Cities, you get to know a lot of people. And it, it, you realize that it's kind of a small, closer-knit thing. But up here, you know everybody. I would hate that. Like, you know every single business owner and like, hey, do you want to go here? Oh, yeah, that's Jim's restaurant. I'd be like, I'm just trying to buy milk, Martha. Stop talking to me. It. I mean, you. it's nice, though. It's nice to be able to know people, especially if you're a business owner or you're, you're trying to start a company or something like that. Because it's so easy to go to places and be like... You know, instead of walking into a store and be like, can I talk to your manager? I'd like to hold up or I'd like to put up this poster or that kind of thing can i talk to your manager i'd like to hold the store up <laughs> i'd like to hold this up yeah. i've got a gun and i would like to speak <laughs> want, to your manager <laughs> and i want to put this poster up yeah and you're gonna let me because i have the gun um instead of doing that like the kind of faceless entities kind of thing you can go into a place and be like hey bobby can, i have a poster and they're like oh great i'll put that up over here have you talked to this person they'll put you know that kind of thing but don't bring your gun in when you go talk yeah, to don't, bob don't bring don't bring that gun you hey can... bobby can i put this up <laughs> sure but why do you have a gun <laughs> exactly but why do you do i do you want my money what do you need no i'm just i just oh, I, put the po- I just i just carry this around um so that, so that's nice. Or like to get on in like the newspaper in the Twin Cities. I don't even know. You'd have to call. Be like, hey, can you? I have a. Can you do a story on a thing I have? 
And they're like, who are you? Right. But here, I, I mean, I know intimately the people who, who work for the newspaper, and the newspaper up here is more red. Is it the Daily Planet? Yeah. I live in Metropolis. <laughs> I, no, I live... It's a small town outside of Metropolis. Okay. A smallville, if you will. Yes. Um, I want to see that show. Where's the Where's the, sh- the Superman show that just deals with everybody else? And super, like, just <laughs> living in Metropolis? You could do a little play on that. Yeah, because that's the, the kind of thing that works really well on stage. It could be, you, you could write that up and then, you know, because according to my mother, my mom thinks Andrew's like the most famous, famous, there's a T on the end of that, right? Yeah, famous. <laughs> it's like a- an artist, but I'm a famous. <laughs> she thinks he's the world. That's her baby. And she thinks he's so famous that... Um, she thinks that you, like, she'll talk about you like you work at fucking Warner Brothers or something. And the joke is that you're friends with Hugh Jackman. So you could write it, yes. give it to Hugh, and then he'll give it to... Well, the, the one thing that I've learned from Broadway is that you can't make a show about superheroes. Because they tried to be Spider-Man, and then I think, oh, like... Oh, that's right. I think, like, everybody <laughs> who played Spider-Man in that show broke something. I think they broke a body part. <laughs> and maybe one of them died. I don't remember. It was oh, yeah, I think I remember hearing about... The guy who died on the Spider-Man. I don't. Broadway. I don't want to say that somebody died because it's it's tragic. These people yeah. got super hurt trying to be Spider-Man. Um, but no, and, and and going going back to the mom thing, um, I got a job as a video journalist, so I make documentary films and stuff up here. And Dad called me one day, and he was like, "So, like, you, you do like Pixar stuff?" <laughs> That's right. And I was like, "No, I'm not an animator." <laughs> And no, there's not an animation studio up here in Door County. Well, but mom and dad, you know, they think the world of you. So, you know, next time, like, it's like, pick scar, pick, pick scar. I'm no, famous and it's pick scars. That's what dad would pronounce it, though. <laughs> that's how he would dad say would it. Dad would say pick scar. Because dad, okay, what, what's the, the streaming movie site that we all use? Um, we use Netflix. Netflix. And it, there's an S at the end because there's a bunch of flicks to enjoy on Netflix, right? Yeah. He calls it Netflix. Yep, Netflix. Like there's just one show on there. <laughs> on that Netflix? Yep, every day. It's the new streaming platform that Netflix has. Netflix, every day it's a new thing that you can watch <laughs> one time. And then they're like, come back tomorrow and we'll see what's <laughs> we'll up. We'll see what's happening today. What's the soup of the day on Netflix? Or like, um, what's what's the feeling that you get when you're nice and cozy? Co- um, comfortable. Comfortable, right? right Not yeah. comfortable. With comfortable. T- comfortable. Com- with two T's. Okay. And he's comfy. Yeah. Instead he's of comfy. comfy. Not comfy. And instead of Talladega, it's Talalega. Talalega. Um, what's the the spice that you put like in, or like the restaurant that makes burritos? It's like a kind of thing that you can get. Like you can get spicy this word mayo. <laughs> oh. Um, how does he say it? How do you, how is it supposed Chipotle. to Chipotle. Chipotle, not Chipotle. Does he say Chipotle? Chipotle with the <laughs> L before the T and not after it as it's spelled. He yeah, he doesn't say a lot of things. He's also like sixty years old now, so it's he, never gonna change. No, like he read no. it once and went, Chipotle. Yep, that's what it is forever. <laughs> <laughs> or or Panera bread. Um it's Pantera. Pantera bread. <laughs> I want to go to that restaurant. I know he's like he's like I don't really like Pantera bread, and I was like, "How do you feel about the band, though?" I think Pantera bread is you go in and it's the band. The band, <laughs> they're kicking. But they're not playing; they're just working there, and they're just not happy. Yeah, and you're like, "Wait, are you get are you Pantera?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's a living." <laughs> what do you what kind of soup do you want today? 
I don't know why we I don't know why we're messing around with a podcast and we could just be pitching restaurant and, and business ideas. I think we could do that. I, I had an idea for a restaurant. I've, I have two restaurant ideas that I think are going to make me famous one day. Um, one of them, you know how like when you're in the cities and you can enter into like a storefront by like going downstairs from yeah. the street, like that street you walk down. It's going to be like that, and it's going to be called Uncle Andrew's Pickle Basement. <laughs> and you'll, you'll enter from the street, you'll walk down, and you'll get in, and it's just a big, like, cement room. Like a totally unfinished thing, and it's just me, and I'm going to be wearing athletic shorts and a tank top with my head shaved. And I'm going to be sitting there with socks and flip-flops on, not looking up, just looking down with one of those big white industrial buckets yeah. full of pickles. And that's it? And that's just... it. Okay. And people will come up and without looking at them, I'll just kind of look into the pickle thing and I'll pick them out with a tong and wrap them in that like that plastic wrap that they yeah. hold them in. And I'll just hand them out and there will be a little bucket next to my foot that says $2. <laughs> That's it. I won't talk to anybody. It just, so it's a big room, but just you in the middle yep, with a white middle. bucket of pickles. Yep. Just sitting in a lawn chair. <laughs> people will come in and be like, hi. And I'll just hand, I'll hold the pickle you out. You won't look them in the eyes though? No. I'll look slightly off to the side of them hand them the pickle and they're like how much and I'll just go and I'll kick the <laughs> little money chest over <laughs> so that's idea number one okay um, idea number two similar I'm wearing the same outfit so you can keep that in your mind's eye um, you know those like neon signs that say eat yeah I want a restaurant called food yeah and you'll go in and it'll just be kind of this like hallway that you walk up to like a food you thought about this really hard because again I'm going to make millions of dollars off this <laughs> So you walk in and down this kind of hallway up to this like food cart kind of with like the sneeze guard and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll walk up and you'll be like, hi. And I'll say, what do you want? And you'll say, well, what do you got? And you're just going to say food? No, I'll push, I'll slowly push a hamburger wrapped in aluminum foil <laughs> across the counter to them. And then I'll say $2. <laughs> but they can only pay, pay in quarters? Yes. Like it'll just I'll hold up I'll hold up a cup that says quarters on it like two dollars and it just they'll pull out bills I'm like mm, no I'm quarters <laughs> I need quarters you know this could work as long as the pickles were good and the burgers were good the burger is fine that's okay. the thing so like on my Facebook when people write reviews or like on Yelp it'll just be like four stars it was fine <laughs> people like I-, I had no expectations and. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah. You have to pay in quarters, though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way to go back. But if I was like, hungry, if I looked was... up from my phone and I was like, "Oh, it's eat or it's food." It's food. And then I would just go. Yeah, it's an easy two bucks. Make sure you bring quarters, though. Yeah, bring quarters because if you don't have quarters, he gets guy, really mad. He gets really mad, and he's like, Get the... "You never like say a real words." He's like, Gang. "Yeah." He's like, "He got really mad at me, but the burger was fine." So, <laughs> so four stars. Four stars. I love it. Well, this concludes our podcast. I asked you all the questions, and you answered everything, and we talked about otter sexual mating habits that yeah. were awful, and this was I great. Like, I like I like how abrupt the podcast ends. Oh, I yeah. love how it's like, okay, that's it. We're done. Bye. <laughs> how do you end a podcast? Um, <laughs> you end it. Usually in podcast world, there's like a word from our sponsors, like me undies. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't have me undies. I don't. Okay. I don't have a. Sp- I can't be like a word from our sponsor, and we're back, and this concludes our podcast. Yeah, and now a word from our sponsor. And okay, and now, we're back. And a word from our sponsor. You don't eat. have like. If you're hungry, eat. If you're and hungry, we're come to food. Yeah, that's it. Eat food. If you're hungry, come to food. And we're back. I think so. you need. I, I think you need to record at least ten fake sponsors and then just pepper them in through. I could do that. Yeah. I don't know why you don't have. Uh, like, food will be one of them, and then pickles. Is that no, what it's the, no, it's the Uncle, Uncle Andrew's Pickle Basement. <laughs> Uncle Andrew's Pickle Basement. Yeah, okay, and fun. then I can just... I can have... We right. should make those sometime, yeah, and then if, I'll put them in there. If there's any, like, restaurateurs or those guys who, like, make restaurants... Who are listening, my five listeners, yeah. if any of you guys who are, are entrepreneurs... Who are, the guys on, who are the guys on the Food Network who make restaurants out of ideas? Like, you come and you're like, this is our restaurant. Restaurant like, guys? I yeah, I think that that's what the show okay. is actually called, <laughs> I think it Restaurant is. Guys. If they're listening, yeah. uh, Gordon Ramsay, if Gordon Ramsay's there and wants to come to do, like... Uncle Andrew's Pickle Basement? Yeah, do a do a Hell's Kitchen. I feel like if, if Ramsay came to Uncle Andrew's Pickle Basement, he would try the pickle and be like, it's all right. Yes, it's all right. It's all right. And then that would be it. Be- and I'd be like, what can I improve, Chef Ramsay? And he'd be like, nothing. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> he'll give you four stars and you'll say it was fine. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, thank you. And you're going to have different flavors of pickles? Or just, just one dill? Just the ones at the bottom taste better because they've been... Marinating longer. Yeah. But that's it. And okay. I won't... Like, you can't pick. I'll just... You, yeah, you can't... No one can you pick them. You want. just... I would love a restaurant where you come in and it's called, like, My Kitchen. <laughs> you come in to My Kitchen... And you're like, like at your house. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, what's on the menu, chef? And I'm like, I was making some spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> if you want some spaghetti. And that's it. They that's don't have, it. There's no menu. It's just whatever oh, you're. Whatever I'm making at the time. Cooking that night. Like they'll, they'll knock on the door. I'm like, hello. And you're like, hey, are you guys open? I'm like, I just made some macaroni. If you want some of that. <laughs> From scratch or like crap? <laughs> I made easy. I had easy mac. And they're like, okay. Yeah. I'd be like I'm actually upstairs eating chips and watching Netflix. Do you want to? <laughs> If you want to come up and hang out, I think that this is They're a good They're like, restaurant. okay, sweet. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Four stars. Yeah, four stars because it was fine. Yeah, he was like, he was watching Game of Thrones and I haven't seen the new season, so it was cool. It was cool. We, yeah. we ate chips. Yeah, we ate chips. <laughs> What's on the menu? I just a sandwich today. <laughs> so now can I end the podcast or? Yes. Okay. You can end it. Right. Now. You need, don't you have like a cool like... Like tagline that you say at the end? I do. Well, I don't know if it's cool. What do you say at the I end? I just say and goodbye and don't call me anymore. <laughs> Is that it? Don't yeah. call me anymore. Because I know some people end things with like, uh, thanks for listening. See you later. I just say, um, this concludes the podcast. And, <laughs> and the podcast is over done. And, you click on. <laughs> and we're done. No, I just say goodbye everyone and don't call me anymore. <laughs> don't call me? Is that the catchphrase? Yeah. You don't have something about like, okay, the podcast is called the H word, right? Yeah. Is is every episode about discovering what the H word is that week? No. No? No, so they're all like, different. Like, if I had accidentally said, like, hegemony, you would have been like, ah! <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, all this confetti would come yeah. down and horns would blast. Like, like, you guessed You found it. the H word <laughs> this year. Um, no. No, there's, it's the H word is me, Heather. Oh, the Heather word. The H. Um, people call me H. We call you... <sighs> the word. You call me... <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> No, I, I definitely think that there needs to be some sort of like sign off thing. Like you can be like, and that's the word with H. <laughs> that's stupid. No, like, all right, thank you for listening, everybody. This has been the word, <laughs> the H word. I kind of like the uh, bye. Don't call me anymore. Don't call me anymore. Yeah, 
Do people call? Do you give out your number? No. Did you accidentally say your number in the first episode? And yeah, then every I was episode like, afterwards, you yeah. were like, okay, stop calling me, guys. Yeah, I was like, eight six seven five three zero nine is my number. So, do you have um, like an email that people can send viewer mail to? No. So you don't like? Okay, so that's the end of the podcast. Now we're gonna do some viewer mail this week. No, I don't have enough listeners to have that yet. I'll send you viewer mail every day. I feel like I feel like I'd get dick pictures in the email. <laughs> Like, it'd just be like, hey, um, it'd be how are, with an R, and you, question, you know, question mark, how and then... Are you the subject, and then... Yeah, and then dick yep. picture. And so so you'd be like, like all right, everybody, that. this is viewer mail. Our message <laughs> this week comes from Anthony in, in San Antonio. And Anthony says, how are you? I'm doing well. He goes on to... Oh, that's a dick. Yep. There it is. <laughs> Wait, it be, no, it would be the, it'd be the eggplant emoji, and I'm like, I know what's coming up. <laughs> Here we go. It's a... Uh, it's the, the okay hand yep. emoji with pointing emoji. <laughs> Through added. it, yep. And then, the, and then the water just yep. squirting the water out. Squirt. And then, yep. And then, oh, Do you think the inventors of emoji were like innocent to it? Like they made all these different things and then like people started doing that and they're like, oh no, what have we made? These were supposed to be funny <laughs> this smiles. This was innocent. My daughter made these. My daughter, my daughter drew these emojis <laughs> and now people are using the eggplant like a wiener. <laughs> what have I done? Oh no. They should just make wiener emojis at this point. I think that that should be your sign off. Should just be a bunch of emojis. How do you... So you'd be like, uh, that's our podcast, everybody. And remember, uh, winky face emoji followed by... <laughs> Clap emoji, and then the 100 with the underlines. Okay, yeah. So I think you just did the end. Great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It was fun talking to you and people getting to know you that have a brother. Yeah. They, they know because mom won't shut up about you. If anybody... Okay, one last thing. If, if anybody is, like, trying to, has been struggling to picture me throughout this podcast, yeah. just imagine what H looks like with a beard. Yeah, me with a big head because your head's kind of tall. And then a beard. I think I have a slightly above average size head, and you have a slightly below average size head. <laughs> so you think that my head is humongous. Um, mom thinks you have a big head. Mom would know. Mom, <clears throat> mom had to deal with my my big head pretty traumatically about twenty three years ago. Well, you came out of her stomach. Oh, yes, because I she didn't I birth burst. you vaginally. Did I burst out of her stomach? Yes, like oh, alien. Like alien. You just Good. went. Good. And you just came out, and then you flew at her. And hugged her face. Good. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Can can the tagline be, like, can you say, this is the H word, I could have been a contender, and your best Marlon Brando. Okay. okay. <laughs> you want me to do that? Yeah. Because uh, I'm really good at Marlon Brando. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, this was the H word, and, no, am I supposed to say it like, this is the H word, yeah. and you could have been a contender. Good. Now do that same thing that do Marlon Brando <laughs> from The Godfather. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And goodbye. Don't call me anymore. There it is.